Gvaldik. Today's daf is daf Lamed Vav, page 36. All right? And we pick up from the very top line of the daf Lamed Vav Amar Aleph. We're up to Nistak and Nike. So, beautifully, the, this parak had divided up the Dalaminim, each one with their own Mishnah. We had, um, we had uh, Lulav, Hadas, uh, you, can, you can come in. Uh, Lulav, Hadas, Arava, and now we're in the middle of Esrug. In Hilchis Esrug, we learned that if the Esrug had a split in it, if it had a cut, or it was Nikav, or it had a hole. Now, the Mishnah qualified, I'll move it over. The Mishnah qualified that in order for the hole in the Esrug to be a problem. Okay. In order for the hole to have a, to be a problem for an Esrug, it has to be missing a piece of the Esrug as well. If it's not missing something, i.e., for example, right, let's just think about Kriyas Yamsuf. Did the water leave the Yamsuf? Was water missing when the sea split? No. It just divided. It moved to the side. Okay? So the Mishnah said that if it has a hole, however, there's nothing missing due to the hole. It just something got wedged in there. It's still going to be kosher. Now, the Gemara is going to qualify this halacha, and we're, there's going to be a machlaikas what this qualification is. But let's read it inside. It says the Gemara, Tani Ula Barchanino. Ula Barchanino taught us Nikav. Lamed Vav Amar Aleph. Top line. 36a. Lamed Vav Amar Aleph. Nikav Nekev Mefulish. Ula Barchanino says that. If there was a nekev mefulish, now a nekev mefulish can either mean machlekes. It can either mean that the hole went through the entire thing, okay, or, um, or it could mean that it hit the center of the esrog, where the fruit is, where the seeds are. Okay, there's a machlekes amongst the rishonim, what exactly it means, but whatever it means, if it hits ne- the nekev mefulish. It went entirely through, or it went through till the seeds. The mashahu, even in the smallest amounts, either it means it went, it, it you know, it just barely made it through, or it means that it just barely touched the center. So then, b'mashahu, it's usher in the slightest amount. As if it hits it, done. However, let's say it had a hole, but it didn't go all the way through. Then it's still going to be kosher until the hole is the size of an isser, which is the size of a coin that was used in currency. By Rabba Rabba asked the Shaila, searching for information. What is the halacha when you have simani trefa in an esser? Now, this is a fascinating Shaila, and this is going to be the discussion for most for, for the remainder of the Yomar, basically. And that is the following. In esrog, like we said the other day, is very unique in that there's, you know, it's kind of like a shidduch. Some people, you look at, a, at an esrog and you know whether you like it. It's recognizable. You look at an esrog, you move on to another one, you go back to it. All right. Now, when it comes to an animal, there are certain simonim, certain signs in an animal that render it a trefa. It's trefa. 
treifa that's not going to be able to live for that long. An esrog, interestingly, has many has has many parts. The same way an animal has many parts. Let's just give an example. The same way an esrog has an outer sh- peel, an animal has an outer skin, and then the esrog has the underneath the peel that thick layer. So too animals have these fats and these things that protect the vital organs. And then you have the kishkas of it, you know, the organs themselves of the animal. That's the central part of the esrog. So the Gemara, interestingly, Rav is asking a shayla, and it's going to be similar to, his shayla is going to be similar to the, um, the characteristics of, try to create similarities between the characteristics of an esrog and the characteristics of an animal. So by Rav, what is the halacha if simani treifa? grow on an esrog, okay? What is the halacha? Something goes wrong with the esrog similar to issues that could go wrong with an animal. All right, now this is very vague. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, which part of the animals does, which part of the esrog is the stomach? You know, like, what, what are you talking about? The Gemara is going to clarify this, and we're going to learn some fascinating halachas. What's the shaili? If we're talking about where you peeled the esrog, that was the end of yesterday's daf and the top, top line of today's daf. Right, we said if the whole thing's peeled, it's kosher. If it's partially peeled, it's not. If it's referring to the skinning of the animal, so we already learned about that. In this stock, and if you're talking about where part of it is split open, it's cut open, like for example, the lungs of an animal, and esrog split open like the lungs of an animal. You want to know does it need to be split open the same way the lungs of an animal need to be completely split to make it a trefa? Does the esrog need to be completely tripped, uh, split to make it puzzle? Also, Tanina. So we just learned that in our mission as well. So Gemara says, Kikami Bayle, where's Rabbi Shaila? In the case of Uma Ula Ravichanan, who says, When you have an animal where the lungs, the inside of the lungs underneath the membrane, start to dissolve and it becomes very liquidy. Okay? Kshera. It's still kosher. As long as the tubes remain connected. Okay, meaning it's just it's just starting to kind of degenerate, but not fully. The tubes are still intact, the membrane is still intact, and therefore the animal is not deemed a trefa. So too, so too, um, an esrog. Okay, so too an esrog, where you know we have parts of the central thing is is, is starting to rot, right? But it's not it's not real. It's still there. So how like kind of sepuna trefa. But if the if the sempuna are not are, are not uh, you know there, and uh, they did start to rot, then it's going to be trefa. Now hachamai. Now maybe Rabbi Shaila is. What's the halacha regarding an esrog? Maybe by an esrog we'll say like this: by an animal, as long as the tubes are okay, the animal's not a trefa. You know why? Because a live entity naturally regenerates itself. It heals itself. Okay? So maybe we could be lenient when it comes to an animal. However, it, it could heal itself. But by the esrug, the shalabavira, when it's cut open, the air has an impact on its health and it doesn't regenerate itself. All that's going to happen is this is the beginning of the end. Right? It's all moving in a downward fashion, and maybe we should be more machmir on the simonim of an esrug 
than we are on the simanim of an animal. Or maybe we say, no, there's no difference. That's Rav Shailas. The Gemara says, Tashmal, it's come to try to answer his Shaila. Esrog tefuach saruach. When you have Esrog, that's tefuach. It's rotting. Saruach. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, a further stage of rotting. <coughs> Kavosh. It's pickled. Shaluk. It's, it's intensely cooked. Okay? That's what shaluk means. Shaluk means intensely cooked. Very often you find the word shaluk on beets like that are cooked like seven times. Okay? It's cooked very well. So you have an Esrog. A guy shows up to Esrog. His, his wife, ooh, he, she cooked up this esrog lekaved yamtif. And she said, let's make an esrog soup. And the next morning, you'll be able to take your esrog to shul. Yeah, and, and we can have lekaved yamtif, a delicious tasting esrog soup. And you can do your mitzvah. That's her brilliant idea. Says the b'risa, nothing doing. You just messed up the esrog. Esrog kekador apostle. Also an esrog that's completely round like a kador, like a ball, is also apostle. And some say, even a tiyam, even a twinning esrog. Okay, a twinning esrog is when you have like Siamese twins. Yeah, it looks like it looks like two that are connected in the center. In the center, esrog abaiser. When you have an esrog that is considered baiser. Okay, baiser means immature. You have an immature esrog, an esrog that was plucked too early. It didn't have a chance to develop. Rabbi Kiva Paiser, Rabbi Kiva says it's not good. B'chol machshirim. What happens if somebody's got a shtick? Somebody says, you know what? My favorite shape is a heart. I love hearts. I, you have a kid. I love Paw Patrol. I love whatever shape you want. So, so you know what their parent what tries to be a good parent? You know what they do? They own a Nesrig Orchard. They're going to do something very fancy. They take a mold of Mickey Mouse. And as the Esra grows, they, they have the Esra shaped like Mickey Mouse. Yeah? Oh, now, two years later, the Esra's done. The kid walks into shul. Mamish, whoa. Yeah, this kid's the coolest kid in town. Yeah? He's got a Mickey Mouse-shaped Esra. Yeah? Kid like bit the force. Looks like a Mickey Mouse. Doesn't look like an Esra. Puzzle. You tried being helpful, and it's nishgit. It's puzzle. It doesn't work. Katani Mias. Bottom line is, from this Bryce, what do we see? If it starts to rot, it is it is a puzzle. My love, isn't it true? Are we talking about where it started to uh, rot from the outside? One is talking about where it where it starts rot on the outside. The other one is talking about it starts to rot on the inside. Says no, we're not dealing with one outside, one inside. Rather, it's the way we originally understood, which is just different stages of rotting. One's talking about where it started to rot. It started. It's just starting to ruin, even though Mamish didn't rot yet. The Sarach Afagav the light Tafach. I was talking about where it started to rot, even though yeah, you can't notice it yet. So one's talking about where you start noticing it, but it, you know sometimes um, it's more noticeable in the looks than it is in the actual item, and sometimes it's more noticeable in in you know the the health of the item than it is in the actual looks. You can look a beautiful avocado. Looks great, right? And you cut it open all of a sudden it's like gross. But you thought it was like perfectly right. Yeah, look, gewaldic. And then you cut it open, nebuch. You know, it's a nebuchadnezzar avocado. It's cut in half. So the so that's the Gemara's answer over here. Okay? That the fuach saruach is not talking about only from the one from the outside, one from the inside, which would have been a proof that an esrog whose center started to rot is possible? We say, no, not necessarily. You have no proof that we're dealing with any sort of the center of it rotting. 
We're dealing with the outside, hence, no proof. That's the bottom line, okay? That's, what we, that's all we've been trying to do. Do we have a proof? Do we have a proof to Rava's question that when it rots in the middle, it's a problem? No, no proof. This price was discussed on an outside type of rotting, period. Okay, Vaita. Says the Gemara Viter, Zakti Gemara, Omar Mar, the Tana taught us Esrig Kushi Puzzle. You have a black Esrig Kush, is Ethiopia. There's a Medrash that says, Maisha Rabbeinu, after he ran away from the, the Mitzri, he had to run away from Mitzrayim, right? There was a Mitzri picking on a Yid, he said that God's name, the Mitzri died. Mashbinu ran away. Where did he go? There's a man who says he ran to Kush. He became the king of Ethiopia. Until he left, they sent him off. A Gansamaisa, a whole story. And um, they sent him off, and he ended up uh, at the well by Midian and meeting Yisrael's daughters there. Okay. But let's say you have a black Esrug. We're familiar with a yellow Esrug. We're familiar with some green Esrugim. What about a black Esrug? So we said in the Mishnah Post, I have a time we went to the Bryce, a Kushi Kasser. If it's uh, completely black, it's okay. Daima Lakushi puzzle. Only if it's similar to black, it is a problem. Okay. Our Mishnah, which says it's a problem, is also dealing with Daima Lakushi. Yeah, it is. It depends where you live. In Bavel, um, in Bavel, which says that it is a problem, then it's go- so they keep the, the Bavel halacha. And Eretz Yisrael, they, they keep the Eretz Yisrael halacha that Kushi is going to be kosher. Okay. I'm sorry. Opposite. In Eretz Yisrael, Kushi is going to be, in Eretz Yisrael, it's going to be puzzle. And in Bavel, it's going to be kosher. Okay. Now, interestingly, the Mepharshim explained how's it shayach. If it's either, it's, it's either kosher or not kosher. Where do you have a halacha that the Eretz Yisrael dikas are, allowed, are, are not allowed? But everywhere else you are allowed. So interestingly, there's a new category the Gemara has just created for us. As far as hidur, beauty, we know that when it comes to Dalad Minim, beauty is essential. So, in a place where they're used to seeing Kushi Esraigim, there's no lack of beauty. And therefore, it could be kosher. However, if it's so unusual, somebody walks up the shore with a black ass, you're like, hello, what's the problem? What's the, what's the deal? The guy said, my favorite color is black. I can do what I want. Say no. In this locale, it's uncommon. It's not beautiful to have a black estrog. And since Hidur is so integral to the Dalad Minim, therefore in Eretz Yisrael, where it wasn't common to have it, it was going to be, the Dalacha is possible. Okay. Period. Estrog Abayser. Estrog Abayser. Which was, we translated that as immature. Right? The Estrog has not yet... Uh, grown to the uh, into in, the uh, proper level of maturity. Rabbi Kiva Paiso, Rabbi Kiva says, Paiso v'chom machshir. V'chom say it is kosher. Amar Rabbi Rabbi says, Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Shimon, Amar Rabbi Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Shimon, hold the same halacha, Rabbi Kiva, Damar. Rabbi Kiva is the halacha who says that Esrik HaBaiser, when it's immature, it's Paiso. Rabbi Shimon, Mahi, where do you find Rabbi Shimon? Says, Silar Lachat Rabbi Akiva, the Tanah, we learned in the Mishnah. Rav Shimon says that when you have an esrug which is picked too early, you don't need to take miser from it. It's not, it doesn't have the name of an esrug. Amli Abai Abai says, Domalahi, maybe it's not true. Adkan, like Amir Kiva, Hachamir Kiva says the esrug got baiser's puzzle to be no other, but like only because of the hither. 
who say you need to take Meiser. No obligation of Hitler. It hasn't. Uh, maybe he holds it as the name of an Esrik and he got to take Meiser, but oh, you're lacking Hitler, so don't take it. Inami, or you could say, Adkam the Kamar of Shimon Hosam. Maybe Rabbi Shimon only says Esrik Abayis says no chi of Meiser. All the Chsev Aser Tasers, Aser Tasers, Gold Vazarecha, Yaakov Tenlers, Parsha. Yeah, Adkam the Kamar of Rabbi Shimon Hosam. All the Chsev Aser Tasers, Gold Vazarecha. There's a chi of Daraisa to take Meiser. Of all your tefuah, which means that you take meiser, however your fruit grew in the usual way that people, uh, you know, that that people allow their fruits to grow. But maybe when it comes to the hilchas esrog, rabbanon maybe he holds like the rabbanon that um, that uh, an immature esrog is going to be kosher. Answers the Gemara, top of Amadeis. Visu loy midi, nothing else to talk about. What do you mean nothing else to talk about? Top Rashi Nomad Beis has become a very uh, familiar minig for us to see the top Rashi Nomad Beis. Ain lodon ella doverzeh. The light don't be busy with that. Don't be busy with meiser. The light suffer of shimon kibikiva kibikiva sovlak of shimon. The two discussions, the two conversations about esrog. And the conversation about Meiser do not go hand in hand. Hence, the opinion of a Shimon uh, that an that a immature um, food crop that didn't grow is Potter and Meiser. And Rebekiva's opinion that Esrog Abaiser, an immature Esrog, there's no, um, there's no, you're not, it's puzzle, you're not allowed to fulfill your mitzvah with it. Those two Machleksen do not go hand in hand, two separate things, two separate entities, period. End of that Gemara. Beautiful. Okay. Next. Gidloi Bidfus. Let's say this parent who owns an Esrig orchard, an Esrig, uh, an Esrig orchard, decides to be a phenomenal uh, parent or Zayde, and look up at their, their anical, look up the grandchild, they're going to make a Mickey Mouse shaped, a Mickey Mouse shaped Esrig. A person makes their esrog in a mold, and now it looks like something else. It no longer looks like an esrog. The halacha is puzzle. It is not a kosher esrog. says, This is only if it looks like something else. But let's say you make a mold like an esrog. Very interesting. It is. Let's say you have somebody who owns an orchard, and they, they have a certain giddle. A certain way that they want their esrog to grow. They like having a, what's a, you know, Hasidim like having a, a, a gartel, you know, where the center of the esrog goes in. People like different shaped esrogim, okay? So what this guy does is he makes a mold around an esrog to make it look like a more beautiful esrog. He doesn't change it to look like Mickey Mouse. He makes it, he puts a mold around it to mamish mold like an esrog. A, a beautiful idea, right? Now you could charge more for your esrogim. Says the Gemara. Kosher, no problem. Says the Gemara, Pshita. Yeah, come in, bar Tanya. It only says if you if you try to mold it like something else. We're talking about where, where um, you made a mold of the of the esrog dafi 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 is like a daf gemara yeah it looks like pages basically instead of molding it 
to, if you mold it to be a beautiful esrog, everyone will agree it's kosher. It's fine. Seder, it's an esrog. It looks beautiful. It shouldn't be a problem. But when you make it an, into a mold that it's, it still looks like an esrog, but it just looks like a strange esrog, all right, then it's still going to be kosher. That's the Kiddush. The Kiddush is, even if you made it to not look like a proper esrog, it's still going to be okay. Okay. Says the Gemara. Vaiter. In Mar we learned, Esrug Shemekvu Achvarim. If you have an Esrug that mice started to nibble away at. Amar Rav, Hidr. If a mouse got in your house and started to nibble on the Esrug, it's going to be puzzle. Why? Because there's nothing beautiful about it. Okay? Now, um, the obvious question is, didn't we learn in the Mishnah that anything that's missing, any esrog that's missing a piece has a problem? An esrog that's missing a piece has a problem, right? So if a, if a mouse nibbled at it, so it's lacking, okay? So what we're saying here is, uh, what Rob's saying over here is, there's going to be a secondary issue that you need to keep in mind if a mouse nibbles on it. And the secondary issue is, the is going to be the beauty. Okay, we'll focus on this a little bit. Ini, Rav Chanina would take a bite, yeah, out of his esrog, and then use it for the mitzvah. He would take a bite and then use it for the mitzvah. Okay, now um, the, the uh, if. Let, let's pause here for a minute. Let's not pause yet. I want to clarify all this. Uh, if, if you're confused, good. Let's keep reading right now. Says the Let's assume right now that the fact that he took a bite is not a problem. And this, we're just dealing with the hither problem. Says the Gemara. All right, we're back. Um, see, you know what? Let's, let, let's explain that. I was going to wait till the end of the Gemara to explain everything. Let's do it now. And we're going to start again from Mitmar. Let's explain right now. Our Mishnah said that a esrog that's missing a piece is puzzle. Why? Why is an esrog that's missing a piece puzzle? So we learned earlier because the word v'lakachtem you should take lochem for yourself by Yom on the first day. The word v'lakachtem is broken up into v'lakachtam. You have to take something complete. Okay? It's got to be a complete entity. And Mamela, the Lulav can't be missing a piece, the Esra can't be missing a piece, and there's parameters around what the Hadas Venerovas are allowed to be missing. But why can't an Esra be missing any piece? Because of the Lakachtem. The Lakachtem. It's got to be complete. That is the entire reason. When is the word the Lakachtem said? Vayay Marisha. Only on the first day of Sukkot. Outside of the first day of Sukkot, it doesn't say Vilakachtam. Okay? Now, with that introduction, I want to restart. Because this is going to help us now. Itmar. Let's go back to Itmar. You ready? Here we go. Esrug Shemakvu Akvarm. You have an Esrug that mice nibbled on. Amarav Einze Hidr. It's a problem of Hidr. Now, keep in mind, why would, Ra, why would Rav say it's a Hidr problem? It must be, this is where our minds should go right now. It must be that there's... It, Rav is getting into something where he's going to 
seemingly say v'lakachtem lachem, an esrog only needs to be complete, perhaps by Yom Rishon. But on other days, maybe an esrog that's missing could be okay. So Rav therefore is bringing an additional problem when a mice when a mouse nibbles on it, which is that it's lacking hidr. Okay, this is going to be a very important nafkamina as to the reason of why the uh, a, de, a deficient esrog is possible. One reason is going to be v'lakachtem, and then even when v'lakachtem perhaps doesn't apply, we're going to have a separate issue of lacking hidr. So here we go. Says Gmaraini, it's not true. Would take a bite out of his esrog and still use it. So Gemara says, one second. Rabbi Hanina took a bite out of his esrog. He ate an esrog for breakfast, and then and then showed up to shul with a half-eaten esrog. Seriously, Rabbi Hanina kashmastisim. Excuse me, Rabbi Hanina learned the Mishnah. Yeah, the Mishnah says an animal, an esrog that's lacking, is possible. What's he doing taking a bite? So says the Gemara like this. Bishlama mastisim. Rabbi Hanina like kasha. We could say like this. Maybe we'll say it's not a question because maybe Rechanina only took a bite out of his esrog on day number two. The second day of Sukkot for breakfast, he took a bite. It is. Kam bi yom tevrisha and kam bi yom tevsheni. On yom tevrisha, and he didn't eat his esrog for breakfast. On yom tevsheni, he took a bite. Yeah. And then he and then he did his mitzvah. El Rab Kasher. But according to Rob, who says even on day number two, you're not allowed to eat a mouse. You're not allowed to do a mitzvah with a mouse nibbled esrog because it's lacking hither. How can Rabbi Hanina take a bite out of his esrog for breakfast? It's lacking hither. Rav, Rav's going to say, Listen to this. Says, says Rav, when, when a mouse nibbles on your esrog, the esrog's puzzle on day number two because it's lacking hither. If a human being takes a bite out of a fruit, that's not disgusting. You want to see something? Yeah. The podcast can't see this. Oh, yeah, I can't even open this. Anybody here have an iPhone? Look at the back of your phone. What do you have a picture of? An apple with a bite out of it. You see that? The world's gotten used to it. Yeah? Somebody took a bite out of their apple, and they're showing off to the rest of the world. All right, Gamzul Tayva. But uh, you see from here that uh, says Rav, when uh, Rav Hanina took a bite out of it, that, that doesn't remove it from the category of Hidr. When mice nibble on it, that, that uh, ruins the entire thing. Okay. You could dime me some, learn it a little bit differently. I'm a Rav. Rav's halacha, uh, Rav says, Rav's halacha is that Zehadar, Rav Hanina, Matvabavanav, but that um, it, uh, he says that you should know when somebody takes a bite out of something, it's still in the category of hither, and I'll prove it to you from the story of Rabbi Hanina. How could Hanina do such a thing? It's a question from our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says that any esrog that's lacking is possible. Like Kasha, same answer. Okay, beautiful. Next short piece of Gemara. Esrog Kotan. You have a very, very small esrog. How small is your esrog allowed to be? So we said in the Mishnah two opinions either as small as a nut. Or as small as an egg. But certainly if the esrog is bigger than an egg, it's kosher. Amar Rafam Bapop, Rafam Bapop says, V'achoykes kan, kach v'achoykes b'avonim mikor zoles. The same way um, there's a machoykes concerning how big an esrog has to be, whether it's a nut or an egg, so too 
is a machoikas about avonim mikrozolas. Now avonim mikrozolas, we're going to call that toilet paper, basically. Where back then they didn't have the the mass production that we have, so they would take leaves and rocks and stones with them. But how much are you allowed to carry on Shabbos? Only the amount that you need. That's our bonim mikrozolas. The tanya b'shabes the kama shiurun. How big are they allowed to be? guys. Size of a nut, beautiful. Okay, same machlaikas about what uh, the size is. Last piece of Gemara before the Mishnah. How big is your Esrik allowed to be? You're allowed to show up to, to Shul with an Esrik the size of a watermelon. Yeah? All right, you ever see these Yemenite Esrikim? Tanayinahar. Yeah, poo poo poo, Kain Yerbu. Yeah, the humongous. How big is it allowed to be? So, we had a machlaikas, either two in one hand or one in two hands. We learned the Brisa Amar of Yaisi, Maisa Berbekiva. Stories of Berbekiva. Shabbat Basic Nasev Esrog Yak Seifa. He came to Shul, and his esrog was so big he had to schlep it on his shoulders. He's walking around with like a, like it's a boulder. Yeah. Amalei Yehu, Amalei Reb Yehuda. Reb Yehuda says Misham Raya Afhei Marmalei Himza Hoder. Just because Reb Kiva came to Shul like that doesn't mean that, that they were so happy about it. They told Reb Kiva, listen, if you got to show up to Shul carrying your esrog like a boombox, yeah, hanging on your shoulder. That's not hider. That's not beautiful. We don't. We as the kahila, don't find that to be beautiful. And hence, apparently, this wasn't the appropriate way to go. Period. End of that gemara. Zok the Mishnah. All right. When you tie the lulav together with the hadasim and arabas, what do you tie it with? A rubber band. How do you connect the lulav to hadasim and arabas? Says the Mishnah, you should do it with a lulav piece. Right? This is what we're familiar with. How do you tie a lulav? So we have the handles that are made out of lulav leaves called kaishiklav. Yeah? Plus the knots are made out of lulav leaves. Tibi Rabbi Yehuda. This is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda holds tying is an integral part of the mitzvah. So you can't use a different species. Because if you use different species, let's say you show up to shul uh, carrying a, with a fig leaf connecting your stuff. You know what it's going to be? You're now picking up a lulav, hadasim, a rabbis, an esrig, and a fifth species called a fig leaf. And you're not allowed to do that. You can't hold five species. It's dalid minim. It's four. That's the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. So you got to specifically tie it with a, with a lulav leaf. Good luck trying a hadas or a rabbis leaf. It's not practical. Okay. The mayor says, afilu b'chot b'shicha. No, you can use what you want. You can bring your favorite baby blankie. You could bring a comforter. You could bring a, a, a something made out of chutzpah meshicha, something made out of linen. Amr of Meir, Maisa Banshi Yishlaim is a story with the people of Yishlaim. Shahayu Aigdim Asluvayim B'Megayna Shalzav Yehides Vamish Beautiful Zachim. They would tie their lulavim with golden strands. They tied it with golden strands. They wanted to show the, the how how precious. The mitzvah was to them. So they, they dafka, they purposely spent money to beautify the mitzvah with golden strands. But if you're allowed to use golden strands, that means you don't need to take only the four species. Amrulai, but they said to Rav Meir, They tied it, the, the, the golden strands is not what held it together. It was held together with lulav. They added golden plate. That's fine. As long as the gold is not what's integral to tie it together, it's okay. Because it's not, it's not crucial to be there. It's not like you're picking up five species. But it was tied with the lulav, and then the gold was merely added, period. 
Amar Rav Rav says, Afilu Basiv. It doesn't need to be a lulav leaf. It has to be anything that grows on a date palm tree. That's like, as long as it comes from the same tree as a lulav, it's cool. I feel it'd be kara de dikla. It can even be bark from the trunk of the tree. My time, Javido is used for Yudo because of a lulav tzarach hegad. He says, Lulav tzarach hegad. If you bring something from a different type of species, like we explained when we read the Mishnah, it's going to be five species. You can't show up with a fig as your fifth species. How do I know this? Then why am I allowing the bark of a date palm tree? Why am I allowing that? Just because it's from the same tree means it's the same species? Yeah. And I'll prove it to you. The time we learned in Hebrae, you have to live in the sukkah. Sukkah shall call davar. The sukkah could be made out of whatever you want, seemingly. Seemingly. Sukkah needs to be made with a similar species of lulav. Because logic tells us, just like by lulav. Where is there a mitzvah to shake a lulav at night? No. You don't shake a lulav before you go to bed. You shake a lulav when you get up in the morning. Right? The lulav is only by day. And you're limited to these four species. Sukkah, where you got to eat it day and night. Shouldn't you certainly be limited to these four minim as your schach? They said to him, Come on, what are you talking about? Any kavachimer that you try being machmer and ends up being a kula is, is, uh, is not a kavachimer. You end up with a leniency. You know why? Because what happens? What happens? If you're going to tell Gans Kal Yisrael, your schach needs to be made out of a lulav or hadasim or aravas. What's going to happen if one year I don't have a lulav, hadasim, or aravas? You know what I'm going to do? I just won't eat in a sukkah. You're going to sit outside and just drake up? Do nothing? The sukkah says you got to sit in a sukkah. Sukkah shukodava, which means made out of anything. And therefore, that type of kavachimer ain't going to be a kavachimer. You're not being strict on anybody. You end up being makel on people. Similarly, Ezra said, So you see that, that all types of wood of a tree are permitted to be used for a sukkah. The Buddha says, says, just we'll do two more steps in the Gemara, we'll hold it here for today. The Buddha says, that, No, why did Ezra tell them to take any type of branch? Maybe he was just telling them to build walls. But maybe only the parts of the Dalarmina, maybe that need to specifically be used for Schach. Utanan, and we learned in the Mishnah, Masachim bin Asaram, Divir Bihuda. Rebuta said you use regular beams, regular slats, regular boards. And Alma, Siv, Ikar, Dedikla, Minadullah, if you're allowed to use these things and you're limited to Dalarminim, let me ask you a question. Which one of the Dalarminim could be made into a board? A Lulav? You can't make a Lulav board. Hadassim, you can't make Hadassim board. Aravas, nothing doing. Ezra, nothing doing. How do you make a board out of Alula, uh, out of the Dalaminim? The answer is only when you, if, only if I'm permitted to use wood from the trunk of a tree. And since we're using that expression, it must be that, that wood from the trunk of a tree is also considered uh, the, from the species of Alula of Shmami No Yitaka have a good Raya, a good proof from here. Beautiful. Um, we will hold it here for today. And Bezjem pick up from Umi Omar Reb Yehuda tomorrow um, on Erev Shabbos. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.